Hello, everyone out there, and welcome to the Fandalorian Club, our Star Wars review show here on Apocalypse Movies, where we are capturing and covering everything in the Clone Wars, and we are finally doing it. We are on episode 12 of the Clone Wars, the final season, the final episode ever of the show, and we are going to discuss it in full length. Um, you guys may have caught our reaction earlier today. Uh, we did a full-on reaction of the episode, our first ever one for... Um, not just the Clone Wars, but in general. And that is up on the channel now. You can watch us as we live react to the episode. Uh, but we're here to discuss the episode in full breakdown. We've had a solid 12 hours. Well, actually, even more because we watched it last night. So a solid like 15 hours or so to think about the episode and kind of um, just really sink in on what it means. And uh, we are here to break it down. So with me, as always, is Mr. Brian Avalosino right there in the middle. I got Obi-Wan Jacoby over there on the right-hand side. How you gentlemen doing? Oh, what's up? Not too bad. You guys awake? Staying up late watching the Clone Wars? Uh, long time no talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool right. for one of these. It's funny. Our last our last three videos up on Apocalypse are all Fandalorian Club. Um, because um, well, you had Clone Wars on Friday. You had Reaction this morning and this episode uh, right now. So... Yeah, I mean, it makes Nothing a lot of sense because it's the big thing going on right now, at least for yeah. us. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, we're going to be fully breaking down Victory and Death, uh, Episode 12, the final conclusion of the Clone Wars series, and evidently the Clone Wars Wars. Um, and so we're going to go beat, beat by beat, just kind of run through the episode, and we will discuss everything in full as we kind of get to it. Um so the episode starts off, we pick up directly where we left off. Ahsoka and Rex are in the room where Rex had the surgery, got the implant taken out of his head, and they got to battle their way out. Now, I don't know about you guys, but there was a part of me that was thinking Maul was about to come save them. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I had that but thought. But it, it kind of, just it slightly popped in my head for like a quick second. Yeah, I thought, he not that he's good or anything like that, just, hey, she let me out, I'll just not let her die in this situation mm -hmm. and that's it but i you know once he did leave without them i wasn't surprised like it didn't shock me that he did that but i did think he was gonna save them for a second that didn't even cross my mind <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> fair it enough didn't even cross my I, mind. it's fair because it didn't happen um yeah. they cools they they pull some really cool maneuvers to get out of there uh ahsoka does a force push up against the door and wrecks some clones on her way out um, never killing them, I might add, even though Jacob may think otherwise. Um, and they pull some really cool stuff as far as action beats go. And this, it, you know, just kind of works its way through. And then we get to the big stuff. The first major moment of the episode is Maul. Um, Sam Witwer earlier this week had said that uh, he had teased that his hallway fight wasn't over. And boy, <laughs> was it not over. Uh, it was a massive continuation uh, from a hallway to the hyperdrive uh, oh, room, yeah. and uh, he he destroys some clones on his way in. He force strokes a couple. We get that classic sound of someone choking, which is just amazing. Um, and then he goes absolutely ape, you know what, on clones in the hyperdrive room and completely rips apart a ship's hyperdrive. I could not, not just that. <laughs> not just like not just like the Millennium Falcon or an X wing or something like that. He just he absolutely rips apart a Star Destroyer's hyperdrive and completely takes the ship out of hyper hyperspace. Like, it completely falls apart all at the hands of Maul. Um, an incredible moment. Music was on was on cue. 
just the way the animation was working, the way it all happened, um, the acting by voice, uh, Sam Witwer, uh, of course. So Brian, start with you first, man. This scene, I know this is something that you love because you're you're a total bad guy. Uh, what was the first thing that popped <laughs> in your head? Uh, dude was showing his power, and that like he, I don't know if he had a plan, but he he sure as hell wasn't going to course on it. And uh, he ripped them right out of hyperspace. And the the animation in this is just far beyond anything. I, I, I feel like almost I've ever seen. Like, it's almost like we always say, like, Pixar always brings, like, the next level of an animation. It, like, felt like that throughout this whole entire thing. Um, and he, I was more taken aback by the force chokes i think at first because you don't see that very often um i'm hard pressed to say we've only seen vader kylo and maul mm -hmm. do it in some type of tv or and or movie um but yeah he and went the child. He was, oh, oh yeah that's true. good call that's good true call. good call forgot about that <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, he, he wrecked the clones, wrecked the clones and it was, it was intense. It was awesome to show it, see him show his strength. Jacob. So, yeah. Uh, when he, I don't know if you could tell by in the reaction, but that was other than this was the second biggest like shock to me in this episode was when he pulled the space, the ship out of hyper, out of hyperspace. Like we've never seen that before. Not that anybody can't do. I'm sure, I'm sure Anakin could do it. I'm sure Luke could do it in their prime, but we never seen that before. So that was, and who knows how, you know, strong that thing, the hyperdrive things are while the ship is going in hyperdrive. Like, how is that possible? How did the whole ship not just blow up instantaneously? Like. Who, we don't know the science in Star Wars, but it was just so crazy to see that. Because uh, that's the cool thing I liked about this episode. Not just that, but and this whole season, really, they did things that we've never seen in Star Wars before. Which, that was one of them, which was so cool. And Whitworth is right. It was like a part two of the hallway scene, like continuation of it. But I will say, Jake, earlier you commented on Ahsoka not killing people. She she didn't know if that door might have accidentally killed one of those. Nah, she never killed okay. anyone. I'm not saying she did. She Dude, never she know whether the door she was going to kill someone. Later on, she force pushed someone down. <laughs> and thing. whatever you want to say, she she let Maul out. She knew he was going to kill stormtroopers. Just leave it at no, that. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. But she did she did kill uh, she killed Jesse. That's the that's the character you're talking about, Brian. Uh, she uh, pushed in this episode. She pushed Jesse down the shaft and he fell 100 some odd feet. That's going to for yeah. sure kill someone. But I feel like in combat, it's going to happen. Like she doesn't. Yeah, there's it, definitely but... circumstances. There's circumstances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we go from the hyperdrive scene, and this is kind of where it gets a little bit crazy. Um, you know, we see that Rex and Ahsoka fight their way into a control panel uh, room, and they're kind of figuring out what's going on. The droids are with them, and Ahsoka has that line of open the, the hangar doors and we see that they're on a collision course with a planet. Um, they're not just drifting in space. They've come out of hyperspace 
directly in the line of a planet that we don't know, by the way, it, was, it wasn't given a name or anything like that. If you um, watch, I kind of freaked out because for yeah, I, 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 I thought you thought it was something. I did think I thought it was uh, Dathomir just because that green oh. kind of cue. And I was just like, no, the, like, the, the way they revealed it made it seem like right. We knew the planet or something, but I guess the I, reveal was that they're headed towards a planet. Like, which I is get, kind of a big deal because then they only yeah. have a certain amount of time to get off of it, you know? I mean, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they, they end up on a collision course with the planet and they're like, okay, like we have to find our way out of here. Um, but when they're opening the doors to see if the ship's available, there's hundreds of clones come rushing out with Jesse at their lead. Um, they find Ahsoka and Rex, the traitors, as they, as they call them. Um, they're not letting him get through. And this is where they come up with a plan of... Rex essentially playing like he still is executing Order 66. He captures Ahsoka. They kind of do a little bamboozle, but Jesse has not fallen for it, and all hell breaks loose, and this is where the episode kicks into high gear, and it never lets up. And it never I, lets up. Can I jump before this? Because I would say my almost my favorite scene, obviously not the, my favorite, but was before this, the fight took out their conversation and, in the panel room. Yes. Uh, I loved that scene. Loved that scene that other than the very end that honestly might've been my second favorite scene just because it like, it just show it, it show. I mean, he, he was going to have to hurt and or kill his brothers. And that's that it was a very huge theme throughout this whole entire series is the clones are brothers. They're not just expect they're not droids. And Ahsoka knew that too. And then when she takes off his helmet and he's crying, but you wouldn't have known just by him talking it. it I, I loved that scene. I loved that scene. It was probably, like I said, probably my might've been my second favorite scene. I will also uh, partake in that and say that it, it also adds to the legend of Ahsoka Tano in the way that she, even through the worst of times, she stays true to her character um, mm -hmm. and that believing in what she believes in, whatever it may be. Um, and she had said, you know, these clones, you know, they, they're good soldiers, but I, I'm not going to be the one that's going to kill them. They're not going to die by my hands. Um, they and that's die, true to her character, and I think uh, it's it's definitely significant because it, because if you look at episode three, which could be going on almost at the exact same time, characters like Yoda and Obi Wan are absolutely wrecking shop against the clones on Coruscant, and so it's Yoda, Yoda cuts off the heads on yeah. yeah, and so it's it's a very different perspective, and it it shows to her character, and I gotta say, Dave Filoni uh, through all the stories that he tells uh, with Ahsoka in it or without. He always makes sure to to stick with who she is and never have us doubt or waver on who that character is. Yeah. Uh, and I, I appreciated that too, because I think it would have been a little bit like jarring to see her just going out, killing the clones. Uh, I mean, she to the bitter end was not going to hurt them. And except for maybe one or two, she didn't like, I, I love I love that scene. That's why I want to. Before we get into the awesome hangar <clears throat> battle, well, it makes sense because 
we've seen throughout the whole entire series that she spent a lot of time with clones and getting to know them almost like, you know, she was always a Padawan the whole time. So her, she was always under order of Anakin and Obi-Wan, just like the clone armies were. So it's almost like she was kind of one of them, you know, like uh, having to take orders all the time. And she, especially with Rex, obviously, I think her relationship with Rex makes her care about the other clones so much more. And it's funny because Rex was willing to kill them, but yeah. she wasn't. He said, uh, you know, they don't care. Like, I hate to break it to you, but they don't care that you don't want to kill them. And she's like, I'm not going to be the one to do it. So uh, if if it were some random Jedi we never met making that statement, it wouldn't, wouldn't mean anything. But for Ahsoka, it means a lot because of the history she has with them. Yeah, so this transfers us right into the massive hangar battle that goes down. Um, as I mentioned, they have that conversation, uh, and they find out, obviously, that Rex is lying, and the droids are helping them on the side, and they just go full-on tear Rex and Ahsoka versus hundreds of clone clones with the help of the droids kind of moving up and down um, the elevators, if you will, um, for lack of a better term. Um, some very cool action beats here. Obviously, the one that stands out the most is when she forces forces her lightsabers in a circle um, oh, that was so to cut cool. them to cut them down a level. Uh, absolutely incredible. Um, we'll get to the the ship with Mullen here in a second, but as far as the fighting goes and the action, what did you guys think of it in this episode? It was cool. It, I, I thought it was really good. It was interesting because it was action where they're not trying to kill the other guys the whole time. Yeah, Rex for is Rex, using the stun gun. For Rex, yeah. it's easy. He just aims and shoots, and the stun mm -hmm. takes them out. But Ahsoka has to deflect their bullets without sending them back to them and killing them. Yeah. So it was an interesting, different type of battle, but I, I thought it was great. It was, it was like a prison breakout movie. It's like very it was, much. It was, very it much. was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was top tier Ahsoka fighting essentially. Uh, she's fighting to survive, but she's fighting for a purpose too. And she doesn't want to hurt the clones. So it was dope. And I, once I saw that her throw him into the ground and spin, I immediately looked to see Jake's reaction. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was everything. It was everything. Um, okay. So uh, before we get to some of the other action sequences that take place when they, when they jump in the Y wing and the aerial, um, you know, dismantle, if you will, uh, we have this gigantic moment where mall doing the mall thing, sneaking in and stealing people's plans um, he finds his way to a ship, the ship that Ahsoka and Rex were going for, and Ahsoka goes after him, and he has that great line of, you wanted this chaos to happen, and he completely force pushes him, force pushes her excuse me, off of a ledge. Um, he ends up in the ship, and she eventually gets her way back up onto her feet, and we have this Rey moment. The one time we've only seen it happen was with Rey. We've seen it with Starkiller in the Force Unleashed games, um, but Ahsoka is essentially force pulling Maul back to ground while he's in the ship trying to get away. And it's this incredibly intense emotional moment um, of eventually her letting go because Rex is just being outnumbered behind her uh, and, you know, her giving up what Maul, what's, what Maul stands for to save him. Um, unfortunately, we also lost R7 at that moment, which was such a sad moment. Um, but th this is a great scene, something I did not expect, and maybe my favorite moment in the episode. I'm still undecided, but it's definitely up there for me. Yeah, I, I that was one of the gasping moments for me when she, anytime I see someone that can do that, it, I'm always like, whoa, 
that means you're pretty freaking powerful if you're able to grab a ship or levitate a ship i mean like you already said the people that we've seen do it and then other than that maybe yoda and luke lifting an x-wing out of the waters but yeah that that was pretty cool and i love that she she knew like she had to protect rex and not worry about that ship because that shows how she is that's this whole thing was very this whole episode was very much her from how she has been since the very beginning she's not gonna sacrifice rex for the escape she'd rather crash with the ship or whatever than let him die for her way out i might add yeah, exactly. she also did it, she also did it with one hand at one point just want to add that yeah yeah, it was a cool moment. Like I, that's very powerful for someone to do that because it's not just a ship drift like falling from midair. It's a ship trying to take off. So she's pulling against all of the whatever you call force. it, just force, yeah, if you push. will. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's crazy to think that like yeah, we saw Ray do it in live action. We've seen um, and like we said, we're sure other people can do it, but these are the only times they've shown us. So to see it is, is a pretty great feat. And I, I got confused for a second. I thought like at near the end of that moment, there was like the music changed. And I think, I guess it ultimately was just her letting go in order to save Rex. But I thought for some reason, like her and Mole were having some type of connection or something. Uh, and that's where you, you were thinking of a dyad. No, not that, not oh. that just because <laughs> not that, no, that would be weird between them two. But uh, but that'd be interesting. Never know. They, hey, Maul kept saying, "Let's go take down the Emperor." Only you, yeah. you and I can do it. That was kind of similar know. to what I was saying. Never right? know. But no, that was that was one of the highlight moments for Ahsoka for sure. Yeah. So uh, the episode continues here. They fight their way out again. They're they're um, at this point they're not just defending themselves, but they're trying to find a ship and they're running through the hangars. And I love that they have this like little comedy moment where Rex is running down the hallway saying nothing. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> and then they get to the Y-Wing eventually and they find that ship and Ahsoka essentially is defending all of these clones away from Rex and then pushing him at the same time up against the Y-Wing to get there. Um, and then the ship starts falling into atmosphere because we're finally near the planet. And so the, the Star Destroyer starts shifting and we have that cool moment where she sticks her sabers in the ground, climbs her way back up. And then we get this sweet, like almost dog style fight aerial sequence where she's in the air rex is trying to find her um and then she's doing spider-man stuff on running through parts in the sky and like very totally black widow trailer so badass it like, did remind me so, of black widow when she was so diving awesome. like hey like look it's black widow s but black widow ain't running on stuff in the mid air no, she I'm maybe she's overrunning i'm not saying they're jockeying black widow i'm saying like that it was cool that's a good thing like like she's <laughs> full-on just like Touching well, she's down a on Jedi, so she like, yes. Um, <laughs> she, but yeah, very very cool sequence. Uh, Rex doing some really cool maneuvers in the Y wing, but eventually finding each other. Uh, that whole thing was very intense. Something I did not expect, um, and a great addition to the escape they had to make because the escape was already enough. And yeah, that to it, someone falling from the sky, it just adds more layers to it. I love that scene. I like that was one of my favorite scenes of the whole entire episode. I, they always. This happens to Ahsoka a lot. I feel like several times during the Clone Wars series and in this season, she's falling while a yeah. ship's falling. And then she just ends up 
uh, like on the ground somehow. But yeah, luckily they got that last ship, and uh, I loved how she was trying to get into the into the ship, and then they she lost it, and then she had to get back. So yeah, that was a great scene. Agreed. It was nice little action scene. Uh, it's funny because once you said Jacob that she's falling a lot, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess she is kind of falling. She has been. So uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So uh, once Ahsoka ends up in the gunner seat, they kind of uh, move away a little bit, and they have that really emotional moment where they're both kind of looking on, being like, "Wow, we just we just lost. Like we lost everything. Our our brothers are gone. Our ship is gone." Something is happening. We don't know what to do anymore. And then so it kind of transitions, and we see that the destroyer um, finally landed. It crash landed on the planet, and we see Ahsoka, or we see Rex first, excuse me, uh, with the Y wing kind of scavenging some parts a little bit. It looks, what does it look like? And um, maybe some pieces that may have fallen off the ship at one point. And he turns his head, and we see Ahsoka in the distance. Um, and Probably one of the most beautiful shots ever created in Star Wars, period. Not just the Clone Wars, but period. Um, they went back, and they didn't go back just for uh, to, to scavenge. Um, they went back to bury their brothers. They took the time to find everybody they possibly could of the clones that they knew, the ones who were just firing on them, and bury them with their helmets above them to make sure that they were recognized and... And given that, after all that they had served for, um, again, adding to their characters, not just Soka, but Rex as well, that's a huge statement because you could have easily not done that. They could have been there for another reason. But the fact that you take your time to bury more than maybe like two dozen bodies and you're searching throughout the ship to do that, um, what a, a very emotionally charged scene, um, something that definitely has a heavy, heavy sense to it. It was it was rough. It that the the animation even like twitched it's up so higher. much better right there. It it the lighting it is ridiculous. Yeah, it literally like I even I was like, whoa, this like might be the best animation we've ever seen, like ever. Like it was it I can't even describe it really how it it looked i mean the way they were moving and the just the way it looked was incredible and seeing all those helmets laid out and then jesse's helmet too and it was it was beautiful i shouldn't say beautiful about a graveyard but like it's beautiful no that i I would say that was a beautiful scene it really was but it, it was like whoa like and then of course you see her with her hood over just it just just it blowing in the wind like it was it was amazing to see feloni loves his ahsoka hoods oh yeah oh absolutely (laughs) in in finales too yeah Uh, yeah. no that that was there's so many qualify like scenes that qualify for the best scene in the episode but that is definitely one of them when they first show all the helmets sitting on the pikes and and all that. And did they have? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but did they put Rex's helmet up there? So, so they to didn't make it show seem Rex's, like Rex they died. Sh- well, so there? they showed the last helmet they showed was Jesse's. I might have to okay. go back and look and, and make sure. But this this is the scene that solidifies what the Ahsoka novel is talking about: how they fake their deaths with burials. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what it is because Ahsoka. <clears throat> we'll talk about it. She left her lightsaber. Well, yeah, so I'm guessing. 
They must I'm guessing have, they put Rex's helmet as yeah, well. Yeah, because Rex wasn't wearing his helmet at the end, yes, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm sure his helmet was out there, one of yes. them. Because it only makes sense, right? Because you know the Empire is being very strict, checking all the records, making sure, you know, everyone's dead. Especially, I don't, who knows if they communicated back to the to Palpatine that Rex was going against them. So he yes. needed to fake his death. And, like, seeing Ahsoka put her lightsaber down, like, at first I was like, what is she doing? But then it makes so much sense because yeah. she wants them to think that she's dead. Yeah. It's funny because I didn't get I didn't even think about that part until the next part. Obviously, I was like, I thought the same thing. I was like, why are you putting down your lightsaber? Like, you're going to need that. And, well, then and I was it like, explains why she doesn't have them in the novel. Like, exactly. Obviously. Yeah. So seeing that I was and then obviously where did she lose the first one? Was it during the fight? The, she lost it in the battle. She lost it in the battle above in the hangar. Oh, OK. Okay. Yeah, she it like I think it might like fell down shaft or got knocked okay. away from or something, but she did lose it up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, we can talk about it. I mean, she there's that uh, incredibly sad moment where she's looking upon these helmets and she's realizing like the life that I knew um twice over is gone. Like I have to become someone else, I have to let go of what happened. Um, I have to we have to fake our deaths and make sure that nobody knows that we're still alive. And that means leaving a lightsaber behind for someone, but that someone just so happens to be Darth Vader. Like that oh someone just happens goodness. to be Darth Vader. Uh, we we theorized, we we speculated, we thought about it, how he would show up in this episode, when, where. Um, and so directly after we see her turn around and walk away, we get some kind of a time jump. We don't know how long, but it's enough to see uh, the planet that was once well, a desert a season changed. Yeah. Yeah. Something. It was, a, it goes from a desert to a frozen planet and the clones are no longer clones. They are officially stormtroopers. They have stormtrooper outfits. Um, we see the Imperial shuttles. It's full on empire. So it's enough of a change to see that. Um, but yeah, we get, we get Vader in clone wars, a beautiful rendition of Vader. It's very uh, Vader esque to the original Ralph McQuarrie drawings which is exactly what they did for Rebels. Um, and we see him walking up uh, to the graveyard, kind of pondering the ship, like what's happening. And he looks down and he sees Ahsoka's lightsaber. Uh, I would, I mean, we don't know what's going through his head at that point, but I would imagine he's thinking, obviously, that his Padawan's dead. Um, like the last connection he has to this world, uh, or that his past life, I should say, is officially gone. Um, and it also adds even more credence to the fact that he changed the lightsaber crystal to the, the saber and the emotional draw there and just the connection they have um, outside of just being Padawan and Master. Uh, Filoni, he swings for the fences. He knocks it out of the park every time. Absolutely incredible finish to this episode and the season or series, I should say. Uh, the For me, the scene where he's just standing there looking at the wreckage in his cape is just that was incredible like that was the most one of the most realistic animated things i've ever seen like it was just it didn't look fake it literally was the most real looking thing i've ever seen and then him finding that lightsaber just kind of like being like well this was her ship but um i'm I don't think he thinks she might be dead. I, That's what I was going to say. I think he, I think him finding that and when he ponders for a moment is looking up and sees bird in the sky or whatever. I think he knows she's alive. 
after this moment. I yeah, I agree with you. I think because he I in mean, his mind he's thinking she's not stupid. She could have found a way to get out of this, and I yeah, think he and thinks she's alive. Are we all in agreement that that was the convoy? Yeah, that is the convoy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. So uh, in, in Rebels, when when he does he think she's dead in Rebels, or we don't know yes. that. So that I was going to counter you guys by he he says, "Oh, the Padawan lives." Does he say that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So why does he say, "Why did you leave then in Rebels?" And when he left, when she left the when Jedi, she order. left the order. Yeah, but he was saying that like that was the last time he saw her. At that point, it was. No, he saw her after that. What do you no, mean? No, I'm I'm saying there was no season seven of. Clone yeah, Wars but they can't time. contradict themselves. And- well, I mean, it's still you can think of it as like her leaving the Jedi Order was kind of the beginning of his downfall. Yeah, maybe. No, that's possible too. Yeah, oh, go yeah, ahead. He Ryan, does sorry. say he does say in Rebels no. like, uh, "Oh, the Padawan lives," and so th- I was I was going to counter you guys by saying. That's my reasoning for thinking that he believes yeah. that she is dead. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I fully think that he thinks that she's dead. At, at the very least, I feel like he's suspicious of it. Like, I mean, I, I have a hard time believing he looks up and goes, oh, look at that bird's looking at me right now. Like, <laughs> I, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean... I don't know. I have to, I want to know the exact wordage of that thing because if it, if he says like, so the Padawan lives. So it's possible me, that he doesn't yeah. think that she died from this crash, but that since the since then and the time in Rebels, maybe she died some other way. It's possible. Yeah, I don't know. I to me, you don't throw that bird in uh, the convoy in Morai, whatever you want to call it, if you want to be specific. And unless you're hinting a little bit, like yeah, who know? I mean, we don't know what their intention was to be yeah, honest. I, in that I mean, scene, so. Yeah, it was obviously like a little bit of like, does Darth Vader know she's alive? Like, obviously, it was meant for us to guess it um, or speculate, I should say. But um, yeah, I like that subtle little nod because I mean, we know how important that story arc is, especially to Ahsoka. So. Yeah, I look. We talked about Darth Vader possibly showing up. Like we we were talking about some crazy stuff, like things happening, and they they kept it so simple. And like to me, this is the ending I didn't know I wanted. Like I didn't know I wanted a simple ending with Darth Vader just finding her lightsaber, but it really worked for me. To be honest, it was it was very personal this this finale, and I, that's why I I really loved it and. I want to know what he did with her lightsaber. Like, where is it? Did he just keep it in his castle or who knows? He he loved, he loved tinkering with it. So who knows? Um, I have the dialogue right here in front of me. I I was searching for it. Um, So I don't have the exact context, but this is the conversation that was happening. So he went to Palpatine after. So the siege of Lothal, when Ahsoka realizes that Anakin is Vader, that moment of like clarity, um, he sensed it too, and he went to uh, uh, the Emperor, and he said the following: "I believe the apprentice of Anna- Anakin Skywalker lives and is in league with the with these rebels." And he says, "Are you certain?" He goes, "It was her." And then Emperor says, "This is an opportunity we cannot let pass. Skywalker's apprentice could lead us to the other lost Jedi." And then Vader says, "Such as Kenobi." 
perhaps if he lives. Be patient, my old friend. For now, dispatch another Inquisitor to hunt them down. That that's the dialogue that happens in the episode. Okay. Well, they could. I think they just they don't know if any Jedi is dead or alive. Like they just said about Obi Wan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? I I I like to think in this moment he's like maybe she is alive. That's probably yeah. Because before he has no idea. In a good is. sense or a bad sense, though, like he wants to kill her or like, oh, you're alive. Um, I love you. Who knows? What does Vader want at that point with Ahsoka? Like just to let her get away? Yeah. Because I doubt he would want to kill her. I mean, she never did anything wrong to him. In his mind, Obi-Wan screwed him over, right? As we've talked about plenty of times. But I don't think he thinks that Ahsoka did anything unless he's mad at her for leaving and all that stuff and blaming her. He probably just thought like this sneaky chick, like I taught her well, probably like, I don't know, but yeah, he thought those same exact words. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, and then also when he walks away in the reflection of that helmet, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that was it's, great, yeah. yeah. The, the leaving the past behind, but looking to the future um, and seeing what's happening, that that's kind of what's happening there. Uh, well, before we move on here, or maybe when this might be the last bit, I wanted to ask you guys, did anybody get the feeling that this isn't really the end. Not at I mean, all. No, this to me, this is the end of Clone Wars. I don't see any. I, what are you gonna do? You're gonna continue into like. I'm not, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying it's called Clone Wars, but maybe a story that picks up following this that's connected. That's possible, but I don't. I think like I don't. It's not gonna be a Clone Wars, you know, season. What about like a, like Vader hunting down Jedi? Oh, if. <laughs> that leads see, to it then great but i don't know if i want that in animation see well for here's my thing if you did do something like that i don't think you have it as the clone wars cuz to me no it the clone, be, yeah the clone wars are over yeah they, no, are, they are yeah and that and that's uh, that is the heart of the story is it's telling the clone wars vader has now wiped everyone out the clone wars is over now can you pick up stuff from i don't know you could maybe do something like what happened to asajj ventress because unless you read the books you don't know or like you could do uh you could do something with rex possibly like you could you could show what rex was doing in between this well, rebels which know, which would be a continuation of clone wars and we know that he at this point he needs to find uh wolf and gregor who are he's with in rebels yeah oh yeah They're exactly somewhere. so it's possible actually but i don't know like with vader specifically like i don't i would love to that animation of vader looks amazing so if the only option were a Vader show and animation or no Vader show, then I'll take the Vader show and animation. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know if I would like the title of it being clone wars, anything. No, it, I don't, it would, it would be like you said, the clone Wars is over. It's done. It's finished. It would yeah. be titled something completely different. Maybe it's it, called, yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's called like, uh, I don't know. What were one of those wonky, wonky, um, I shadow mean, of the empire. Oh, the, shadow of the clone. Title. Shadow Shadow, of the yeah, there you go. There, there you go. go. I don't know. <laughs> I, would, clone my, I might be okay with like the Clone Wars and then like a subtitle to it. Like, because then it, it kind of like aftermath. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, I don't know. I like, like I've said, uh, if it, if any, if they do anything after 
what we just saw, it, I don't using the name the Clone Wars to me, it just doesn't. No, nah, I don't think they will. Clone, like you say, Clone Wars is over. The the war is over. They're moving into a different era. They would definitely come up with a different name, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? Alrighty, boys. Know. Well, any uh, any final thoughts uh, for now? We're going to be doing a full spoiler uh, breakdown of the season on next week's Padawan. But um, any any final thoughts on Victory and Death, Episode Twelve? I'm pretty sure I really I'm sad. I'm very satisfied with this ending. I'm pretty sure of it. It's, it hasn't been that much time, but I, I really liked it a lot. I think it's a perfect ending, personally. I do, too. I think uh, now I, I will never claim that I'm someone that watched it from the beginning because I only watched it from four five years ago at most. I don't even remember. Um, but I think for those that started from the beginning, it's probably the I would imagine that this is a very fitting, perfect ending. And to be honest, I think the the gap in time and allowing animation to just absolutely flourish and the years you get to just think about how to make if you ever got this chance to make something perfect, what would you do? It, it only ended up helping it in the end. Like, I mean, you went from people being bummed that this show's over and just appreciating it for what it was to the excitement of bringing it back and making it almost perfect. And I don't think you could honestly ask for more as a fan and probably someone that made this show because I've yet to see anyone complain about anything major in these last four episodes I went on Twitter right after we watched it and people were praising Filoni as if he was God and yeah he's Star Wars God for sure but and okay Uh, but he I mean this man pours poured his heart and soul into this story and it it clearly showed especially in these last couple uh, episodes. Jacob? Yeah, I mean, we're going to do a full season spoiler uh, review, so I don't want to give all my thoughts, but these last four episodes, absolutely incredible. I have zero, almost like basically zero complaints about the last four episodes. The whole entire season as a whole we can talk about, but the way this episode wrapped up the last three with the last three, just amazing. The best you even got a little Obi-Wan series. Kenobi. Best arc in the entire series. Bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've only watched it through once, but I trust you on, in that. Uh, I'm gonna watch <laughs> it again. I'm gonna actually, what I want to do, I want to, I'm gonna start rewatching Rebels now, because this kind of yeah, leads into it in me. a way. And I've only watched Rebels once all the way through. So what? Gonna, yeah, I've only watched it once, like uh, while it was airing, and that's it. So I'm gonna watch. But this is a perfect time, like. I just saw Darth Vader. I want to see him again. So well, what's funny is Rebels. I thought you were going to say what I was thinking is now that we have all four of these, I want to watch the whole arc straight through. Well, that too. And I want to watch Revenge of the Sith. Like I almost want to like watch the first episode of these four episodes, then watch Revenge of the Sith, then watch the other just three. pause in between certain. Yeah, exactly. Some, someone, TVs on. someone, someone will make a super cut with all those scenes in it. Oh yeah. They I can't wait for that. Please make that somebody. 
Cough, cough, Jake. Cough, cough is doing Maybe, it. Cough, cough. Maybe. We'll see. Um, all right, guys. Well, there it is. The Fandalorian Club for today. That is it for this season. Um, we'll be back in a few months once the Mandalorian Season 2 comes back. But that is it for the Fandalorian Club for now. Uh, we had covered everything. That's so, so sad. <laughs> I know. We're not going to be back until October, unfortunately. Um, but we had a great time doing it, covering the Clone Wars. What a great idea we had here. And uh, as we mentioned, um, we're going to be doing a full season breakdown of Season 7 on next week's Padawan. So make sure you guys check that out. You guys can check out all of our previous episode reviews, which are up on the channel now. Uh, make sure you guys find us on YouTube and audio as well. So Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And uh, hit us up on social media. So, again, boys, this is always fun. Fan War Club. I know yes. we've been doing it for a while, but we'll be doing it off air, of course. See talking Star Wars in October, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for Jacob, Brian, myself, this is the Fan War Club. We will see you guys in a few months. And may the Force be with you.